0: All right, guys, welcome to the and Shed podcast, and uh, today we've got a pretty special one. For those of you that tune in to the weekly email blast, um, you may know that we had some news come out this morning. Uh, we're now going to be carrying the, the Deutsch Tractor line. It's It's been something we've kicked around for a long time. Uh, Andrew has beat us down uh, for a long time. Mm-hmm. We finally gave in, and so we've got a podcast here with uh, Mike Less and uh, Andrew Winkles, and um, from Deutz Far uh, PFG America, uh, thanks for coming, guys. Thank mm-hmm. you for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So uh, let's let's just talk about um, you know where um, you know PFG starts, what PFG is, and then we'll dive into to Deutz as a company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, PFG America is definitely
0: a, a unique uh, unique business as
1: far as. Uh, equipment businesses in America go. Um, PFG is actually the world's largest independent tractor distributor uh, and uh, we have 20 dealerships in New Zealand as well as a, a wholesale business in New Zealand mm. uh, and we have a wholesale business in Australia with 300 uh, independent dealers there and in America we are uh, we are Deutz-Fahr's, um face so it's a partnership between Deutz-Fahr and and PFG America but uh, PFG is a substantial sized company, they're the largest uh, sales organization for several manufacturers that people would be uh, familiar with, but first and foremost, our core product at PFG globally is Deutz Far in every single country. I see. So we opened up in America in uh, late 2017. Uh, we took over uh, the entire American market, um, buying at an Eastern uh, distributor that was based in Ohio. And a Western distributor based in California, and built a uh, sixty thousand square foot facility in Georgia to serve the U.S. market. And uh, here, about five years later, we've we've doubled in size to one hundred and ten thousand square feet.
0: So, um, let's back up even further than that. How did you get your start with Deutz, and what's your background, Andrew? I know you're from Georgia. Let's let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, from Georgia by way of Canada. So uh, I grew up in the equipment business. Um, my my parents own a, a farm equipment dealership in Ontario. Uh, actually, similar to you, I grew up with the uh, Salford brand, um, obviously manufactured there in, uh, in Ontario. And um, when I graduated school, I, I moved out west and worked for uh, Versatile for about a, a decade. Um, where I I met uh, Mike as well and and worked with him and during that time I covered uh, Australia for uh, Versatile because PFG is an Australian Versatile distributor as well for New Zealand. And when this uh, opportunity came up, them moving into America with the Deutz product, which I've always been passionate about and have known pretty well um, for at least 20 years, it was an opportunity that I really wanted to jump at and chase after.
0: So you are to blame for all this smoke in the air from Canada. That is, that is correct. Yes. (laughs) That's what I gathered from his introduction. (coughs) Yeah. Right.
1: Awesome. It took me uh, three days to get to uh, Maine at the start of this week. I see.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I see. Well, cool. Um, Yeah. It's interesting, you know, uh, growing up, you know, you always uh, see Deutsch tractors around and and hear a lot about them and, and this and that. But Uh, It's really cool to jump on board. You know, it it was a decision for us that, um, you know, change is hard, you know, and and you always wonder how it is going to change what you know, what you're used to, what you're comfortable with. But being comfortable isn't good either. Um, Change is inevitable, and you have to be diversified. And I I think, uh, you know, for us, I think it, it was a decision uh, that that goes back to the integrity that we feel with the company you know I, I I've said it before and I think if if we had an opportunity to sell uh, you know whatever it was whether it was porta potties or or cars or tow trucks if the company that you're representing has the integrity has the support parts knowledge and people you'll be successful mm-hmm. really no matter what it is. Yeah. And, and so that that's where my confidence level, uh, grew with PFG. I feel like they, they're built similar to the Salford group that we yeah. know. Yeah. Um, they've got the right people, the, the support. And, uh, that's huge for us because we have carried lines and, and still do carry a couple that don't offer the greatest support. And that, that's yeah. just no fun. It doesn't even matter if their product is superior. Um, at the end of the day, it's not because everyone's going to have their failures. Yeah, you know every company we've ever represented has broke something or mm-hmm. a, a ship date that didn't get met, and and how they handle it is is what sets them apart mm-hmm. and is what is going to uh, make for a long term relationship. So
1: yeah, and and for me, that's actually very much what attracted me to uh, PFG America because. When I would be uh, down under with dealers in Australia, you know, talking about different things with product or or changes they want, the one thing that was constantly reinforced to me was how happy those dealers were doing business with with PFG. And uh, my family's actually in the the dealership business as well. And and with that, uh, having an understanding of the importance of a dealer and a manufacturer who recognizes the importance of a dealer and recognizes you know, high value dealers was a lot of what attracted me to go work for PFG and, and mm-hmm. ultimately Deutschfar.
0: Sure, Sure. Uh, Mike, over to you. Farmhand Mike is how I know you. Okay. Um, many listeners have probably seen YouTube videos of you, I'm sure. Yes. If they haven't, they live under a rock.
2: Yes, good good chance if you've watched anything agriculture-related on YouTube or, or on Instagram, you've come across one of my videos.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about how you got into uh pfg america your background a little bit sure and uh maybe skewed up to the mic just a little bit more but
2: yeah will do so um i'll I'll just go back give you the abbreviated version but uh, i grew up in northeast ohio so i've lived in ohio my entire life and i grew up on a farm that had uh we had 25 acres apple orchard Uh, we had uh, three lane houses grew a little over 100 acres of sweet corn pumpkins and um few peach trees in there and then we did, of course, your corn and soybeans, that kind of stuff. And I always wanted to be a dairy farmer. That was my goal in life. And uh, I went to school for agricultural mechanics and ended up working for the local farm equipment dealer uh, in Columbiana, Ohio, back in the day. It was a white tractor dealer, sold Gale, Great Plains, Kraus, so I started setting up equipment there and really, really liked it, really liked setting up equipment and stuff. And I was making, probably topped out on all the money I was ever gonna make there and I had bigger dreams. So I was looking around for a different job and ended up going to work for Gale Company as a service rep back in 1995. And Gale said I had to move to Western Ohio. So now I just live south of you guys about 40 minutes down by Arcanum, Ohio. Moved out here, uh, could not help out on the family farm anymore on the weekends and stuff so I started helping a local farm or a couple different ones actually when I first moved out here to now. And um, when I got into the social media world, that's kind of where the name I'm not I wasn't a farmer, uh, so I went by Farmhand, Farmhand Mike. That kind of stuck. Um, well, anyways, I worked for Gale for um, 1995 to 2009. Gale had quit making agriculture implements and just pretty much went construction, mm-hmm. skid loaders, telehandlers. I didn't enjoy it anymore. I, I'm a farm equipment person. I did not not that the skid loaders aren't used on the farm, but I wasn't involved in farm equipment as much. And then Versatile was looking for a service rep in the United States, and that really got me excited. Big tractors, so that was definitely exciting. And uh, went to work for them, and I met Andrew, actually out in Iowa at an event we were having. And uh, long story short, uh, Andrew and I started talking, and he said he was from Ontario, Canada. And I said, where are you? He goes, oh, you never heard of the town I'm from. And I said, try me. And he told me, and I said, oh, yeah, I used to go to a dealer up there uh, when I worked for Gail called J&H Equipment. He goes, that's my parents' dealership. <laughs> of course, he was probably a little kid uh, when I went there, but I probably had met him, you know, just didn't realize it. So it's a small world. And, and I worked for Versatile. Of course, I, uh, one of the owners of PFG I met at a uh, Versatile meeting since they, uh, PFG carries uh, Versatile in Australia. And then Andrew had been talking to me for a while about coming to work over here, and then uh, Craig... Uh, the owner one of the owners called me and said just fly down to Atlanta see our facility and if you tell us if you tell us no no hard feelings and I, I went down there a year ago and hmm. next thing I know sure I'm working for him so yeah it's been a been a good experience it's it's a change um because I do get a lot of questions from people you know uh people know me as as the versatile guy you know they say what who makes a better tractor versatile or deutz and I say you can't really compare them because, you know, Versatile's making big four-wheel drive tractors. Deutz are a pretty high-tech specialty tractor. Uh, you know, we're different customer base um, and stuff like that. So, but it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun and uh, I think I made the right choice. Awesome. Well, I think, uh, you know, I, I think obviously
0: it's gonna be a great asset to us being that you're so close and, and so knowledgeable about not only the Deutz line, but several other lines. Um so that's pretty interesting. Um he's pretty relentless. He probably just called you every other day and just nag nag come down. <laughs> not not
2: too bad. I I know a a year before uh at the National Farm Machinery Show they come over to talk to me and I had to go to a meeting and and I left a day early and I kind of kind of avoided them there cuz <laughs> sure i didn't know what to do and we've we we'd been friends he, for he a knows while. me well enough so he avoided me yeah <laughs> well
0: sometimes you just got to see how much want to they got in them yeah you know? kind of just yeah. yeah you know drag them along and if, if they're still there it's like well okay yeah you know yeah
2: yeah because so, yeah, i was i was sure i was gonna work uh i was sure i was just gonna stay at versatile the rest of my life i mean i, I enjoyed what i did there and i really liked the big four-wheel drive tractors no doubt but uh this is this is cool because uh, with with Deutz uh, we're you know more into the hay and forage livestock guys versus the big uh, sure. broadacre guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of getting back in you know I'm at a lot of livestock farms and stuff now, which I I enjoy. I enjoy all aspects of farming and in with Deutz, yeah, you know, we got these specialty tractors, orchard, vineyard stuff too, and that's something I've never been around in my life. So that's pretty interesting. So. For my YouTube side of it, working for this company's opens up a whole, oh yeah, a bunch of different avenues as well. So, oh yeah, yeah, a lot of different things. Um, on the uh, uh, versatile side, mm-hmm. are they owned by Bueller? Yeah, Bueller, Bueller Industries, I guess, would be the trade name. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah,
0: we used to carry the Farm King line. Yes. Yes. And uh, and I don't think they do the the Farm King application line mm-hmm. anymore. But no. Yep. Yeah, we used to. That was the yeah, only yes. affiliation I ever really had with First Tile. Same you know? company, just a different division. Sure. Yep. Sure. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. It, it'll be nice to cuz you know, we're we're pretty uh green, I guess you could say on the on the uh doit side of things, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. when when it comes to, you know, I can't wait to get a few tractors in here just to get our hands on them, just to start to learn them and get familiar and and be able to create some videos how to and yeah and figure out the the hydraulic you know specs and engine specs mm-hmm. and what tractor can do what i'm pretty excited to do all that andrew was describing all the tractors to me and i told him he was talking spanish to me you know <laughs> the the g and the r and the in the l series and so we'll, we'll get we'll get acquainted with that for sure
2: well i've i've been working for this company for a year and uh you know pretty much a product specialist on the on the larger tractor 6 owner tractors and i'm learning something new every day because there's two or three different ways to operate about every function uh i mean they're a very very fuel efficient tractor but there's so many ways you can if you want to run it this way or run it that way or another guy jumps in the tractor and he wants to run it different i mean there's just for example, like the hydraulics, like if you if you want to run this implement on remote one and two, and he jumps in it wants to run on three and four, you don't have to get out and switch the hoses. You can actually just go in the monitor sure. and change it change it inside the cab. So just a lot of stuff like that. There's there, there might be a lot of stuff in there the average guy never uses, but uh, people sure. people like technology and oh um, yeah and the ability to do different things and these tractors definitely allow you to do that. So good,
0: <clears throat> Andrew. Let's jump into a little bit about the Deutz itself. Um, Let's talk about maybe uh, what what Deutz specializes in. Of course, there's you know there's a variety, just like anything. There's a variety of options. Where do you feel Deutz hits the home run uh, to be a tractor? Um, you know that that is needed across the country, and especially right here where we're at in Western Ohio.
1: Yeah, I mean there's there's a couple places, uh, and, and Mike touched on a couple of them that. Um, you know, we would have as strengths and then some common themes that run through the whole line. Um, our The Italian portion of our business uh, is big into the, the specialty tractors. Our factory in, in Italy's, uh, we consider ourselves the, the specialty tractor specialist, And so that's a very large market anywhere. Orchards, vineyards, fruit and nuts, that kind of stuff. And then as Mark Mike had touched on as well, was, uh, you know, really a, a hay and forage, speed hauling um, type of product. You're going to have, Higher, higher lift capacities on a Deutz, carrying implements, uh, all of your uh, Deutz large six cylinders, you're going to have a front hitch and PTO on, yeah. um, you know, triple mowing, stuff like that, lots of uh, lots of different applications, and that front hitch and PTO is becoming more and more of a common thing uh, across all brands, but you're going to see it on 80-90% of the the larger Deutz tractors, and, and that adds a range of, uh, of flexibility to the product as well, but... Uh, I think a couple of the things we do very well: product quality and, and reliability, first and foremost. Uh, our German manufacturing facility is second to none in the world. It was it was finished in 2017, and uh, absolute state of the art facility. Looking forward to getting you guys over there to uh, to see that with your own eyes as well. Um, so the the manufacturing is is first rate. The the componentry is uh, first rate. But I think one thing. Uh, Deutz has always been known for. Um, one of the questions we get the most, which I'm sure some people listening to the podcast are thinking is, is that Deutz still air-cooled? And, and the answer is, is no, no it's not. Um, air-cooled engines came out um, for, for emissions reasons uh, in the early 2000s off highway. I think Porsche took theirs out in 1999 on highway and uh, it, sometime in the early 2000s, 2002, 2003. Um, everything got a, a radiator in it, uh, sure. on that end. But the the common theme with the Deutz engine today that that was the same then uh, is the reliability and efficiency of the engine. I see uh, Deutz engines as a, a you know global leader in in diesel engine technology um, have been for uh, for well over a, a hundred years. Uh, fantastic history in that company and. Um, we are unapologetic about our, our German quality and efficiency, and, and the fuel efficiency, I think, is the thing that uh, surprises most customers, uh, especially some who are running brands that, you know, they, they think this is the most efficient tractor, and that's that's what it's known for in the market. And when they get into a Deutz, there's a, another level of, of efficiency and mechanical simplicity that, that brings that fuel efficiency to another level.
0: Sure, yeah, <clears throat> from what I've gathered, is that the Deutsch tractor is is kind of specifically to uh, specifically made to do a lot of handy work. You know, there's some tractors that are kind of designed uh, with a rear drawbar, and then from there they just have to look pretty. And then there's ones that uh, look pretty dang good, but uh, can also get out there and, and perform some some tasks that a lot of tractors don't. And I think Deutz fits that mold you know of, of just being a, a handy swiss army knife workhorse on your farm
1: yeah absolutely and i mean there's there's not many traditional agriculture applications that that we don't perform in but um as far as as niche opportunities and the ability to do things that maybe you're not doing with your your current tractor or, or to get you know some two-in-one value out of a single machine Deutz definitely has a reputation for for being able to deliver a, a you know a swiss army knife
0: like you say and so what is the smallest tractor available and the largest that that's common anyways in in the u.s so our range today uh
1: runs from 75 horsepower uh up to uh 340 horsepower 336 horsepower okay um we're we used to have a, a tractor in that 65 horsepower range, and we'll see that again here uh, before the end of the year. Okay. Uh, the fennec guys that were down for our uh, dealer meeting were able to, to see a, yep. a preview of that tractor already. So that's that's really our, our core market is, is agriculture products. We're, like Mike said, not into the, the big articulated stuff, and we're not a compact tractor company. We're, we're not into that business. We're really focused in you know the, the heart of the American ag market between... 65 and, and 340 horsepower. Sure.
0: And, you know, um, as, as guys are buying tractors and, and come to demo and and like the Deutz, you know, of course the common questions arise where, where are they manufactured and what's parts availability like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So all of our manufacturing for the tractors is in Europe, uh, two primary factories, um, is the, the German factory, which is our largest factory. Um, the German factory, uh, as I mentioned, got finished in 2017. Uh, and it, it was built across the road from uh, a factory they used to actually build uh, harvesters in, uh, in Bavaria. And so when they built the uh, new German factory, they converted the old factory into the parts depot for uh, the entire world. So no matter whether your tractor's coming out of an Italian factory or German factory, all your parts are coming out of out of uh, out of that German area across the road from the the main factory, and then we've also got our our factory in Italy, which uh, builds a lot of our utility products. But again, specifically the uh, specialty tractors would would be probably the thing that that factory is is best known for. And as far as parts support on this side of the pond, uh, as I mentioned, our, our headquarters based in Georgia, we're about an hour up from the uh, airport in Atlanta and we stock about uh, eight million dollars in parts in that in that facility uh, we get two air freights a week um, a container a month and a big part of our, our need to expand the facility won a lot of sales success in the last five years so we've got a larger machine population more dealers um, you know the ability to assemble more tractors but the the most important thing is is to really take our our parts inventory to the to that next level to not only maintain uh, our strong fill rates today but go to a go to another level with that service wise and to loop back to the the PFG portion of that always what excited me about working for them is their ability and vision to invest in things before they're you know beyond capacity and if if you come down to our uh, facility there as as Mike can attest. Um, you know, we've purchased that new facility and have, have started to fit it out, uh, probably a little bit before we needed it, but we wanted to make sure we had the the parts in place to to support the network.
0: Sweet. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited. You know, we, we kind of hang our hat on parts and service a little bit too. You know, we, we try to inventory a lot. You can maybe see that, you know, not only in whole goods, but, but on parts. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be able to uh provide a a comfort level uh to the farmer that that they're taking care of and that and that we've got their back um so yeah that's good to know because I know guys are always wanting to know well how would I ever get parts for this or that and and all that so Mm -hmm. um you know it's really no different than Salford you know they've got a warehouse granted they have one here in Ohio now but for Doyts, we're going to kind of serve that purpose here in our yeah. inventory, and then from there, Salford's next one is Iowa and Georgia, so it's very similar in parts demand. And then if they don't have it there, we have to go to Ontario. So mm-hmm. you know, everyone kind of has their home base, um, which is always the furthest location. Then they've got kind of satellite locations. So I don't, yeah. I don't see a problem, and and I really like, uh, I like the fact of. You know, what we do a lot is if a guy's down and really needs something and, and we can't get his current product fixed, we just let him use a, a one that we have to, to get him rolling. You know what I mean? So, you know, being able to have three, four, five, six... I don't know, I wasn't in the meeting, so I don't know how hard Andrew Twisted Arms Dozen tractors. I don't know what we got coming in here. No, but, it's, it's about nine. Okay, so to uh, to be able to have that many on hand, mm-hmm. um, you know, provides plenty of backup and support. Definitely. And, mm-hmm. and it shows the customer that we're serious, you know. It, yeah. You know, it's easy to sign some paperwork and say that you're a dealer and, yeah. and sign it up, but to, to, to put up and, and order and and get some parts going that that's that's where it really kind of comes to fruition Mm -hmm. i'm pretty excited um to see one of these things hooked to a salford yeah Uh, they're putting together a 22 or a 24 footer in the shop right now that i think would look really nice on did they order like a 300 it's going to be a 7250. okay that's what we'll hook it up to okay it'll be like 230 horse 240 horse cool Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're having our field day, uh, July 13th for like us. And then we're having the, uh, the Deutz on the 21st. Yes, a- that's, that's correct. So you've the the got the Friday. Yeah. It's a Friday, right? The mm-hmm. Friday after ours. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll be excited to, to hook some equipment up to those things. Um, what do you guys do for, uh, like what kind of attachments are common? Like, do you guys like on like the 65 or 70 do they do much backhoe stuff or grapple buckets or is it just a lot of more cropland or uh like hay and forage i should say mixers and
1: we get the occasional call on that 65 75 horse tractor to to kind of have a a a backhoe type tractor um but really not where that's at when you get into that tractor and, and say, you know, there's, there's a lot of Korean brands on the market making what I would describe as quality small tractors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple Japanese companies that do quite well in that, that business as well. And I think when you get to the, the Deutz at that horsepower, if you bring the, the homeowner in or the guy looking at the, uh, you know, the backhoe or whatever else, a lot of times that guy's going to gravitate towards that you know smaller um you know probably a little bit lighter tractor again very good quality for what he's doing but when you get a farmer coming in and saying you know i need a yard tractor utility tractor and he's looking at those two tractors side by side he's going to go for the every time um you know and at that at that horsepower we build the front axle uh, which has built-in brakes in it we build the engine in-house build the transmission the the cabs so Uh, it's a a through and through Deutz product that, um, you know, I think really does appeal to a a farming segment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Cause I know, you know, whenever you're talking, you know, the 300 and some horse, obviously that thing's going to be likely pulling something. Um, You know, you get down into the, 200s or 150s it's probably going to have a loader bucket on it mm-hmm. um for you know a lot of dairies and livestock which were very livestock rich in this region mm-hmm. as as both of you know really well um but yeah once you get down into that 60s and stuff I could see some guys you know maybe some landscapers or some you know uh you know, they they own maybe forty acres and want some attachments with yeah. it. I, I could see that being kind of mm-hmm. kind of common on that.
1: Yeah, it's it's certainly a, a market that, that we play that we play well in. Um, and the other the other element of it is, uh, you know, Deutz is not as common of a name uh, in the market um, as, as they at one time were. I mean, at one time they did build tractors in Coldwater. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there's there's definitely a sub segment of, of guys who, who grew up on a Deutz and and want that Deutz on their their property because that's that's the tractor they operated when they were young. And I always enjoy that. That's always a cool thing to see when somebody's coming back 20, 30 years later and, and buying a Deutz, sometimes not even so much because they need one, but but they really, really want one. They yeah. want that tractor mm-hmm. that's on their property to be a Deutz because, mm-hmm. you know, that was grandpa's tractor, or dad's tractor. And that's what that's what they learned to drive on
0: yeah or maybe a relative or maybe one of their parents worked at the Mm -hmm. at the plant maybe yeah and uh so yeah that'll be really interesting to uh you know of course being from the area you hear people all the time talk about the new idea factory and this and that and uh it'll be interesting to to talk to customers when we're out demoing tractors and and hearing some stories Mm -hmm. that i'm sure they've got on on older Deutz equipment um um, they used to make tillage tools not Or, or planners or both. both so
1: actually i know somebody who just bought a uh, a piece of deutz alice tillage and he's sitting next to us on the podcast
2: so <laughs> okay mike, yeah. mike can tell you what, what he learned about his uh, his deutz alice tillage so. sure yeah so uh so the la- last fall and in, in the spring uh pfg let me use a tractor on the farm that i help out on and i wanted something that matched the tractor so i was down at a dealer here in ohio that had traded in or consignment they had a 28 foot Deutz Ellis field cultivator I see and I I had no idea I took a couple pictures of it posted on my Instagram I thought that'd be really cool well then I got on tractor house and was looking at uh, Deutz Ellis tillage equipment and that was on there and I saw the price and I'm like yeah I think I'm gonna have that (laughs) so (laughs) I I, I haven't taken delivery of it yet but I uh, I committed to it but so what I learned is um we, we deal with a lot of dealers that sell Vermeer as well. So I was at a field day last week with, and I met the Vermeer rep there who's worked for Vermeer for 40 some years, so he knows everything. So Vermeer actually contract built Deutz Alice's tillage equipment back in that mm. era. So Vermeer themselves never sold tillage equipment because they're known for the you know the hay equipment and stuff. Sure. But they actually, don't ask me how it worked, but they contract built the tillage equipment for deutz So hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting. So yeah, as far as tillage equipment, I found they had a disc chisel, and I, and I know someone that had one of those back in the day and said that was a really good, they made uh, a disc, a field cultivator, uh, then they had a planter. And I don't know the whole story on the planter, because I've seen Landau used to have a planter that had the same, looked like the same seed box and units hmm. and stuff. So I don't know the story there. But I was looking on Tractor House, and there's a couple of Deutz Ellis uh, planters <laughs> there. So I'm not saying that one yeah. won't end up at my place. <laughs> I <laughs> was yeah. going to say, I've, I've seen a couple of them floating yeah. around online. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I
0: kind of assumed that maybe uh, New Idea or White or someone like that made it for them or something. No,
2: because the White... Um, and I was working at a dealer that sold Whitesaw uh, and, and new idea actually, if you want to get to it. But the the new idea planners actually had the Kinsey planner unit on it if you mm-hmm. if you look at those. And then of course White had their their own deal. But I think in the end the White planners were built here in Coldwater as well. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, they're popular in this area, mm-hmm. and I, I think a lot of it has to do for that
0: yeah. that reason. Yeah. Um. So. Mike, what has been your experience uh, with Deutz? Obviously, you know, growing, you know, growing up and mm-hmm. using a variety of tractors. You know, you've dealt with probably customers now that own them, that have purchased them since you've been hired, that or that maybe have owned them for years. What's your experience with with Deutz that you're finding?
2: It's been really good and everybody you know you you hear stories at farm show, well farm shows back to what Andrew said you know the first question you get people walk by and say are those things still air cold yeah and you say no and and it's almost like they're saying it like they're trying to set you up like mm-hmm. you know oh, but these are still air cold and they're behind the time you know you don't know you're trying to react to these guys and then all of a sudden it's like hmm hmm well, that's too bad because uh man I had one of those air cold ones those things run forever that thing had 16,000 hours on it when we, you know, <laughs> yep. got rid of it or whatever. So they definitely have a good reputation. But there's uh, like the new ones, even the smaller units that are kind of a basic unit, there's just so many like features on them that. People don't know about that you show them, and they're just impressed. Like on our on our small tractors, we have uh, a stop and go feature. Like you push a button, and then your your brake pedal. You just use that. Like so, if you're round bailing hay or whatever, you stop to wrap a bale. You don't have to clutch it. You don't have to put it in neutral. You just hit the brake. The tractor stops. You wrap mm. your bale. You let off just like a car. Uh, double displacement steering. You know we have that where you cut the revolutions of your steering wheel in half when you're doing loader work, working in tight places. Mm. Like there's just so many things that come on these tractors and you start showing at the guys and they're just like wow like because when you get into this smaller tractor market especially you know it's pretty competitive everybody builds one and, sure and so a lot of these companies be competitive you know they really gotta you know watch the tire size everything they can to take some price out of it to compete and that's one thing on our tractors i mean you're gonna find we're always gonna have a, a larger tire on for the size of the tractor and just those couple the stop and go double displacement steering mm-hmm. stuff i talked about there um just a lot of things like that come standard on the tractors that we bring over here.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <clears throat> Sounds like there's a lot of very well thought out details that mm-hmm. that no
0: one has really even ever experienced. I mean, I've never even experienced the, the double displacement steering or, you know, stop and go features. Yeah. You know, there's, that's, that's pretty unique. Um, what kind of uh, like on your, let's just call it from the 75 up to maybe the 200s, what kind of transmissions are common?
1: So. At the uh, 75 horse level, uh, we're running a, a 15 by 15 uh, transmission, uh, high, medium and high, medium and low on that. We're building that uh, ourselves in-house. Um, when you step up into that uh, next series up the, the 5G, uh, we're running a, a three-speed uh, power shift transmission that again, uh, we built that ourselves in our uh, Italian factory next level up when you go to the 6130 6140 we're using a a variant of that same power shift uh that we use in the 5g and then we also have a a cvt option that we uh house build ourselves and have been building for about 20 years and that takes us up to uh, the 150 horse tractors and at that point you're you're jumping into uh power shift and CVT options, uh, what we call a TTV is is our terminology for a continuously variable transmission. And when you're jumping up to that uh, 155 and 165, you're getting a uh, ZF German built uh, transmission. So either a 30 by 15 power shift or a CVT. And then uh, just here this last year, and Mike's had some good experiences with customers uh, who've been blown away by the Improvements in efficiency on an already efficient tractor. Uh, we've brought out our own um, house built uh, CBT for the larger uh, German tractors as well, uh, purchasing a very reputable uh, German hydrostatic variator and uh, building our own rear end around that. And that uh, compound TTV uh, is incredibly smooth and, and is the mechanical efficiency in that transmission seems to be taking our, our fuel efficiency to, to another level. And so really from that 190 horsepower up, which, uh, which you guys will have at uh, both of your field days in July uh, up to uh, the, the 340 horse unit, um, they're available in a, in a TTV only. Um, but it is a, an incredibly simple to operate CVT uh, it's not like some units you, you hop in and you, you have to do a, a half day training to figure out what everything does. You could come out of just about any brand and, and have a pretty good understanding of how to operate a, a Deutz, uh, CVT. It's a very intuitive product.
0: Sure. That's awesome. So it sounds like there's plenty of options and it sounds like it's uh kind of time tested and, and pretty durable. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. We're excited. I think, uh, you know, the, I know the guys in the shop are excited. We've, we've, you know, of course talked about it and, and, uh, they're, they're ready to, ready to take some stuff on, get some tractors ready. And, and we, we can't wait to get some in here and, uh, and see what they're all about. Get, get some good training on them and and really be able to, uh, go out and show customers what the Deutz line is made of, you know, uh, of course everyone's got plenty of options so we're just gonna have to demo and show off the features because i'm sure you know there's a lot of listeners that are probably in the same boat you and i are you know may not have seen one in a long Mm -hmm. time and let alone had one on their farm so yeah i mean i think the last time that i've actually ever been on one was your dad's lawnmower
2: yeah and that was a long time dad used to have a green Doid lawnmower yep yep Mm -hmm. there's still some of them floating around on uh, facebook marketplace and craigslist i look for them i found a do we tell a snowblower on there for 150 bucks oh nice <laughs> yeah yeah dad dad's lawnmower mowed a lot of yard
0: there uh at, at one time mm-hmm. but uh yeah i i think uh you know today you you guys came up met with uh, uh some of the guys put in uh, some requests for different sizes of tractors and uh hopefully we'll be seeing them you know early july something like that and uh and we'll be able to, to kick it off with, with the roadshow. Why don't you talk about the roadshow a little bit and what that entails?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we're, uh, we're doing, uh, an 11 stop tour, uh, across a, a good chunk of the U S this year, uh, starting in North Dakota and, uh, at the very start of July and ending in uh, Texas at the end of August. Uh, but the power and precision tour is really an opportunity for us to, uh, go out there with, uh, with dealer partners, um, Ten of which who, who we've been established with, and the opportunity came up with you guys to to do it uh, at the same time, and we thought it'd be a great way to introduce the brand. And so, the Power and Precision Tour is really about demonstrating the the Deutz Fahr brand, allowing people to get in, operate, understand it. Um, you know, Mike will be at at all the stops. I'll be I'll be at a lot of them. Uh, there'll be your service rep and your your sales rep will be at everyone, and so real opportunity for for customers to get some. Uh, factory experience and and factory knowledge of the product. Uh, we're we're fortunate. We've got a couple of excellent suppliers in uh, Dll, our, our finance company, and and Topcon, our precision ag company, who are going to be coming along for that as well. So, customers curious about uh, Topcon Precision Solutions um, can can get some stuff to learn and understand. And I think Topcon is also going to be bringing uh, some of their Bobcat side by sides with their technology on it. Mm. Um, we'll be bringing a, a seventy-two fifty ourselves, uh, a sixty-one fifty-five um, with a, a loader on it. But that sixty-one fifty-five will also have uh, uh, electric steering wheel for guidance from Topcon on it, so customers can try that out. The larger tractors will all have have the guidance on them as well. And then, uh, really excitingly, we're going to have our new sixty-one thirty-five C on the on the tour. Uh, I know. Uh, couple of folks from from your organization were able to see that as as well down at our meeting and that's a product we're really really excited for in that 135 horse range it's got that uh, house built TTV I was talking about earlier with the uh, one that the 140 unit today has Um, but uniquely uh, we're launching a 20 speed bump power shift on that tractor Um, so they'll be the only company in in the segment that's got a full power shift in at that horsepower and uh, it's just a tractor we're tremendously excited for that we think it's going to do really well in the market. And it's really going to be a, a strong tractor in this market
0: as well. Cool. So you'll have several different stops. And so like uh, at our field day, we'll have customers come. They'll be able to, to drive tractors. And so those of you listening, if you want to get your feet wet, uh, we need to get you registered for the, uh, the roadshow field day event. Mm-hmm uh, that we're going to have on the 21st of July. Yeah. And, uh, it will be a great time to come out. Um, Mike will be there and, uh, Andrew will likely be there and we can just get your feet wet on a lights, get on that thing, drive it, figure out what the heck it's about. Mm -hmm. And maybe it could be a really good Swiss army knife for your farm, uh, to, to just help, uh, with whether it's efficiency and doing chores or, you know, maybe you're just rated up great tractors, yeah, and uh, and maybe it's time you now have a uh, a local dealer uh, that that can support with a product like that. So mm-hmm. very excited about the roadshow and a little over a month away.
1: Yeah, it's coming up on us quite quickly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we're looking forward to it as well. And I, I did want to say to you know the earlier point about talking about dealer manufacturer partnerships that that's definitely a two-way street and you, you give me quite a hard time a uh, few different times about being fairly relentless cuz I, yeah. I have been uh, talking to uh, you Adam for at least three years I would I would say Probably. I, yeah, every farm show I think uh, you see me coming you go okay here we go again and, <laughs> and uh, there, there's a reason that that I was that relentless uh, on that and that's you know we look for dealer partners who do exactly what it is you guys do there's nothing you guys do Um, you know, 90%, everything you guys do is, is a hundred percent. And, you know, I have no doubt there's been a lot of manufacturers through this door trying to do business with, uh, you know, a company like Fennig Equipment and you guys stay very in your lane doing, uh, you know, providing products from good products from good companies that are, that are well supported and Mm -hmm. you're very picky on your products. And uh, it's flattering to us that, that, uh, you know, a dealership of your quality sees us to fit into that, that same realm, and that's, that's really where the difference is. There's a lot of companies that, that make a very good tractor. I mean, you know, when you start talking about tractors that, that get to be in the, the hundreds of thousands and $200,000, $300,000 tractors, um, there's not a lot of terrible ones made on the market when you're paying really that, that kind of money for that. And what it really comes down to is, is the experience a, a dealer can provide from service, parts, support, knowledge, all of that kind of stuff. And that's, that's something we're incredibly confident that Fenning can, uh, not can, will deliver to, to the market. And I know that that's something that you guys have been very clear that, you know, if we're going to do this, we're going to, we're going to do it a hundred percent. Right. And I think that's something that your customers are going to get a big benefit out of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're pumped up about it. And we, uh, you know, like I said earlier, every, every, product has got its challenges and it's all about how you can react to it and uh and we we provide try to provide serious uh serious and and superior products that that really allow a farmer to push his uh farm forward and and we we try really hard to be to be out there knocking on doors out there doing service calls Mm -hmm. and uh we're, we're not afraid to fire up the service truck if a guy calls um we're, we're heading that way yeah and I that's mean, that's what we're about mm-hmm. yeah we really pride ourselves on the service side of things and i think that's where we can really deliver to a customer it, in it, our minds it, it's the harder thing to do it seems mm-hmm. but it makes everyone's life so yeah. much easier honestly i mean, I mean the, the farmer's happier you know we're, we're happier yeah. going home at the end of the day knowing that if a problem isn't taken care of we're working on it and, and we're finding the solutions yeah and uh so that's what we're after and uh, I'm excited about it. So Yeah, I mean, it'll be kind of like the whole applicator deal for us all yeah. over again. Yeah, there was a point in time when we didn't really know applicators at all. I remember the very first applicator, one of the very first ones we ever sold, Dad made made me deliver it, and he says, yep, just take it over here, and, and okay. So I pull in, and, and the farmer says, well, where's my orifice is that for, for my rate? I said, I, I don't know what an orifice is <laughs> he's like well you better go check on it and get back with me and I said dad he said something about an orifice and dad said I don't know I'll make some phone calls to figure out what that is <laughs> and and today it's like one of the most important parts on the applicator yeah. and we've grown to mm-hmm. to to know that and we've grown and so um so yeah we we find what we want and and we specialize in it and that's what we're going to do so that's what i've got you guys have got some things to do uh yet today i'm sure and mm-hmm. everyone's got things to do so we want to keep this rolling we appreciate everyone for tuning in uh mike we appreciate your time andrew we really appreciate you guys coming up mm-hmm. and uh this won't be the last one so don't think oh
2: we got that over with no we just didn't know this morning when we woke up we were going to be on a podcast today well <laughs> hey <laughs> i think we did all right it, it it's it's my uh yeah so
0: we were talking about last night in the shop, and I said, "Dad, what time are they come?" And well, this time, and uh, I said, "Well, how late are they stay I don't know. I said, "Well, I'm going to do a podcast with them." He said, "Well, do they know that?" I said, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> so, just uh, um, you pretty well just count on it because it's always it's always fun. We enjoy doing it, and and I I think uh, farmers love listening to it, and yeah, and uh, try to provide some some useful knowledge in there somewhere. Yeah, so. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and thank you guys for your time today. Yep, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Mm
1: -hmm.